Welcome to Everything's Totally Fine. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host this week. Every other Tuesday, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. These aren't just any people. They're the toughest we can find. Join us to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. Our guest this week is a puppeteer. She makes her own puppets, and she performs comedy in L.A. She recently contributed to a documentary about Jim Henson called In Their Own Words. It's my pleasure to welcome Pam Severance to the show. We start with a story about her and a friend traveling in Thailand. So we're in Bangkok for like four or five days, and finally we're like, okay, let's book a, a cheap flight to uh, Phuket, which is the beach resort place in Thailand, just south of Bangkok. And you can get a flight there for like 40 bucks or something really cheap. Wow. Um, so we go online, and, and we pick a day. We're like, okay, Sunday or Monday we should leave. We've already been in Bangkok for five or six days. Mm-hmm. And so go back and forth. and like, well, so we could do this on Sunday and leave on Monday. It's like one flight on Sunday at 7.30, one flight on Monday at 7.30. Finally, we booked the flight on Monday night. Monday morning, we both like go to use this. is back in the days of the internet cafe you know like Uh we both go to like email our moms or whatever hey we're going to Phuket now and we both get these like frantic emails that are like oh my god were you on that flight how are you still around you know like crazy emails like they think we're dead somehow and we look at the paper the paper's out in this hostel we're staying at and there was the flight that we almost booked on Sunday had crashed on the on the landing strip in Phuket the, like, actu- the actual flight, the plane that you were going to be on. Same airline. That time, it was that 7.30 flight on Sunday. It had crashed when it landed in like a rainstorm. And two-thirds of the people on the plane died. Oh, my God. And our moms weren't sure. They were like, we hadn't said specifically when we were leaving. Right. You know, um, they, and my, I, my mom told me later, like, oh, I looked at the passenger manifesto to see if your name was on it. We're just so, like, that's an awful thing to have to do. Your kid's on the other side of the world, and you have to look at the passenger manifesto for a flight because you're not sure if, like... If your child is dead? Yeah, it's very likely that I could have... I was almost on that. There's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, exactly, which is, like, not a cool feeling. No. Even after the Phuket plane crash, we were never like, oh, fuck this, we got to go home. We were like, let's adventure. Like, we were just young enough to be into the adventure of it. Right. And at some point, I had the realization that there's a really fine line between having an adventure and having a really shitty time. Like, it's a pretty thin line that you walk you know like Mm -hmm. all you have to do is be a little bit tired for an adventure turn into a a shitty time and pam says all this but also on that trip she was hospitalized for an infection and she got a migraine so bad that it left her temporarily blind in one eye all the while she stayed for the rest of the two months of her trip today's episode is brought to you by you are sportswear Go to YouArSportswear.com and enter the promo code ETFSHOW to get 10% off your order. 
If you want to hear from the founder of that company, just listen to last week's episode. And if you want 10% off, enter ETF show. So I dated this guy who was an alcoholic, but I didn't know it at the time. And he, like, we went on a few dates and he would get really weird. Weird in a way that I didn't understand. And at the time it didn't occur to me to think, oh, he's probably on drugs or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I was naive and Mm -hmm. didn't realize that that was a thing that people did. Mm -hmm. And um, so we went on this one date where we, like, rode our bikes somewhere. And he's acting super weird the whole time. And, like, trying to, like, almost aggressively trying to, like, cuddle with me and be affectionate in mm-hmm. a way that was really unattractive. And at one point, we were, like, biking back to, we, we don't, we didn't live that far from each other. We are like, biking back to our neighborhood. And I look behind me on the bike, and he, like, he can't keep this bike up, upright. And he's, like, swerving onto the sidewalk, and then finally he, like, falls over into some bushes. Oh my god! And I'm so, like, he was that messed up. Yeah, and I and like we had we had I think we had drank some like whiskey or something, whatever. It was like an outdoor concert we went to, but not enough to fuck either one of us up that much. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this person is not okay. And I think after I saw him crash his bike, I think I just like got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how you broke up. And that's no, well, unfortunately, it. it it continued so my friend sort of convinced me like you should give him another chance you know he sounds really nice and I met him and he's really nice and I was just in a place where I was not making decisions for myself clearly <laughs> so I was like okay I'll give him another chance even though he's clearly drunk all the time so he lived across the driveway from the bed and breakfast where I worked he lived in the apartment complexes that were across the street and that I met him that way his mm-hmm. parents were coming into town so he came over to the bed and breakfast and Ask for a parking permit. Oh, that's how you met. Yeah, which oh. is a really cute way to meet. Yeah, and it's sometimes sometimes those stories are tough to part with too. If yeah, you have a great one of like a great way that you met. Then it's tough to call it off because it's such a good story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I could actually his apartment was like right on the corner, so when I was leaving work, I could actually like see into his apartment. But it was like so convenient. Like, yeah. oh, I'll just leave work and go hang out with my boyfriend. Uh-huh. You know. And then later, after I finally broke up with him, like really broke up with him. Two weeks after it was over, I was leaving work, and I, as I was leaving, I kind of like looked up into his apartment, and I saw him having sex with another woman. No. <laughs> yes. Way. I, it, it it was the worst feeling. It was just like I I already knew that I didn't want to be with him or I didn't like him. I thought, I did not think he was a good person, but to see someone like that is. If you want to get back at someone, you set that up. <laughs> you make sure that at 10 p.m. when she's leaving work, you're, I don't know, I think they were having sex on the floor or something because I, I could see them, like, getting up and he was sort of, like, behind, like, he was, like, spooning her. Were you mad when you saw it? What was your immediate feeling when oh my you God. saw it? I was, I was, like, in so much pain emotionally just like even though I thought he was a disgusting person at this right. point you know it was still so painful to see and like honestly what I wanted to do was like run up to the to the doorbell of his apartment and just like start buzzing it like crazy like I, stop like I wanted to stop uh-huh. but I just like forced myself to just like put my head down and walk home and just like endure the pain that it caused and I think it was two days or so of of that feeling until and then I was fine you know, 
but that's I don't I don't think anybody should ever have to see that no. you know but, or, so did you have sex with anyone in the parking lot <laughs> I should have that would have been brilliant <laughs> yeah I should have set that up but I didn't I didn't think that way you missed that yeah too. I never gave him the pleasure of knowing that I had seen that right that's yeah. true he doesn't know he, he doesn't, doesn't know, know. Unless, of course, he listens to our mega-famous podcast. Speaking of mega-fame, we are sponsored by UR Sportswear. UR Sportswear is designed by women for women so that everyone can feel comfortable when working out. Go to URSportswear.com and enter the promo code ETFSHOW for your 10% off. And now we'll go back to Pam join her this time after work i was biking home downtown boston and i hit a pedestrian and i you don't like hear a biker so i don't really blame him for thinking that no one was coming Mm -hmm. but i was coming (laughs) (laughs) were you ever yes i was going at a high speed and it was dark out uh and yeah he couldn't hear me so he like bolted out between two cars i had that oh shit moment where it was just like I'm fucked. This is, this is happening. This is, I'm going to hit this person. Yes. Yeah. There was no time to break. And, and I just like smashed into him. My, my face hit his shoulder, knocked him down. And then my head hit the pavement and I like fell into the middle of the street. And I was, I remember having a moment lying in the street, like splayed out, like arms and legs out. Like I actually cannot move right now. Like I'm actually frozen in the street. Your instinct when you're in the middle of the street is to get up and get out of the street. You know, there's probably a car coming. It was a kind of a busy street. But I actually was like, I can't move. And then finally I could move my body and I, I stood up. And I remember the guy being like, oh, you have to look. Or like, he said something like, what the fuck? Like, it was my fault. He had this laceration in his arm. And then I had this enormous black eye like a huge bump on my uh, cheek and this black eye looked like I had been punched in the face from hitting his shoulder. Did you have a helmet on? I had a helmet on. Oh, thank goodness. If I hadn't had a helmet on, I don't even, I don't know that. I had a concussion, so I don't know what would have happened. Okay, so did, yeah. you, did you both have to go to the hospital? The, the ambulance came. Um, they put both of us in it. I think they just like gave him a butterfly bandage on his arm. They put you in together? Yeah, Have yeah. Have you spoken after he said that to you? Well, I think they, when they came, they, like, talked to each of us separately on the street. And then they had to, like, treat him and treat me. But I remember sitting next to him in the ambulance. And he, and then he, they took me to the hospital. But they, they let him go. And I remember being like, take, you know, take care of yourself, man. And he was like, it's, <laughs> it was all good, you know. Like, we sort of were at peace with it. I think because we were both so traumatized. Like, it was a really hard impact. Right. But I was in, I, yeah, my face hurt and my head hurt. And then I was really dumb for like a few months. Like a concussion really messes you up. It, I've heard it could even change your personality a little bit. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I've, I got, I've always been pretty scattered, but I got even more scattered after that. So, okay, so yeah, I got into this horrible bike accident. It took me a long time to heal from it. Um, and then... I broke up with my boyfriend shortly after that. We were, it was clear we weren't really good for each other. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was becoming more and more clear. So finally I like ended it like not long after I had this accident. And then a couple months later, 
we kind of got back together. Breakups yeah. are never clean in <laughs> my experience. Never for me. I had quit my job at this point, and the next day was my last day of my job, and I didn't have another job lined up. And went on this little trip together, and like we're driving back to Boston. Uh, we're on the same street that I got into the bike accident on not even a mile away and this guy's making this stupid turn in the middle of the road and hits the car in such a way that it it doesn't look like anything but it totals my car i mean this car wasn't worth a lot but it still was like your car yeah my car and i don't have a job anymore i'm my last day is tomorrow i'm in this relationship that is clearly done like really done oh man yeah and i don't know if this is like relevant to this particular time, but it was a year before that I had been diagnosed with Lyme disease. There's this whole thing with Lyme where like, oh, here's a month of antibiotics and they think that should take care of it. But if you've had it for longer than six months to a year, it's like gets further into your system and it takes a lot of drugs to get rid of it. You know, when you're like starting to get the flu Mm-hmm. And you you know something's wrong. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting sick. It was that feeling, but like all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every six weeks or so, I would have a week of this. God. Okay. So all that's happening. So so what do you do? Uh. So with the accident or like with your with your life when all these things are. Yeah. That accident. That night of that accident was like the moment that I was like, I gotta I gotta move. I gotta get out of here. It had already been on my mind for a while. I had wanted to move to LA for probably a couple of years at that point, but it, I didn't really know how to make that jump. And it, all these things are not working out, and there's no reason for me to stay here. Mm-hmm. So I, I gotta go. And it was April. I got into this accident in February, and it was in April that I finally made that move. And the things got better after that. Good. <laughs> I know. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so yeah. things started working. Things started to roll like yeah. as soon as I got out of Boston. Yeah, definitely. That's our show. Our theme music is by Danny Janino and artist by Jen Hamilton. Tune in in two weeks for another great storyteller. Thanks for listening.